You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech and Future Tech Health Podcast. Today, I have a great guest today, uh, Adrian Bijan. He's the uh, J.A. Jones Professor of Mechanical Engineering at Duke University, and his research covers uh, quite a lot, uh, engineering science and applied physics, which includes thermodynamics, heat transfer, convection, design, and evolution in nature. And uh, Professor Bijan was ranked in 2001 among the most 100 highly cited authors worldwide in engineering. It's pretty amazing. Um, he's received 18 honorary doctorates from universities in 11 countries. He's the author of 30 books and over 650 peer-referred articles, which is also crazy. Uh, we're going to talk about his current work and uh, two of his recent books I'll mention for listeners, uh, The Physics of Life, The Evolution of Everything. And this book explores the roots uh, and big questions by examining the deepest urges and properties of living things, both animate and inanimate. Uh, it's quite a lot more description after that, but I'll just jump ahead to the other book I mentioned is Design in Nature, How the Constructal Law Governs Evolution of Biology, Physics and Technology, and Social Organizations. So Professor Bejan is so prolific, it's not possible to even go into a small amount of all the things he's written or discussed. Um, so that's why Professor, I want to open it up to you today. What what topics and questions are most intriguing to you and interesting and fascinating that you want to talk about today? Let's talk about cover those. Well, the um, the most intriguing, uh, I hope, uh, um, for the audience is um, are the big questions or the big uh, things we um, we hear uh, discussed in um, in uh, in the news and also in the press that covers science. Uh, uh, ideas that uh, presumably everybody agrees with, but they happen to be wrong. Uh, so I'll just uh, list mm. the three uh, to um, to um, guide our discussion. One is that uh, nature is complicated. Um, another one is that uh, we cannot uh, predict nature because nature is unpredictable or random. And the third is that... Um, we are threatened by all sorts of explosions, quote-unquote, population, complexity. Uh, things are getting faster and faster. Um, okay, so uh, these are the three things that um, now, uh, only in retrospect, I see uh, as uh, the the reasons why the current um, uh, discussion and understanding of uh, nature itself uh, <laughs> deserves a reality check. And in fact, uh, I'll address these uh, three items. Nature is really not complicated because if it really were complicated, we wouldn't be able to uh, observe it and um, remember it uh, by means of simple drawings uh, and discuss it. 
we not, we would not have uh, science, which is actually a very simple uh, thin book uh, consisting of very very few laws. Uh, that's uh, simplicity, not complication. We would not have had art and artists, uh, starting with the cave paintings, if nature were that complicated. The second one is that um, nature is, in fact, uh, predictable. This is what people do with science. They, uh, in fact, get addicted to science in order to know better what will happen tomorrow, so that tomorrow uh, the person who wakes up is safe, not uh, threatened by um, uh, a beast or uh, a neighbor or by uh, gravity itself. In other words, in the morning, the uh, the, the person knows not, not to walk off the balcony, you see. So that's science. Hmm. Uh, the future is predictable. More and more so, the better and uh, more powerful and more extensive our science. And, um, and the other thing, the third one about explosions, uh, well, uh, they are good um, when um, they come from uh, talented... Um, uh, what do you call these people who uh, in the uh, at the um, county fair predict the future uh, uh, by looking into a crystal ball? Yeah, fortune tellers. Uh, th- th- those are nice stories, but um, uh, I don't see any explosions. In fact, the uh, population is, according to the United Nations, uh, uh, projected to reach its uh, peak in uh, the year 2050. Um, so we're in fact on the slow down portion of that uh, uh, hill-shaped uh, curb. Uh, complexity too; uh, it's not uh, getting out of hand. Um, had that been the case, by the way, uh, the, the nature, Earth, okay, Earth would have had uh, so much time at, this, at its disposal uh, to become um, um, complex beyond recognition. You see. So no, complexity, like everything else that uh, fits in our uh, mental viewings and also in our drawings, is, uh, uh, okay, moder- um, uh, modest, uh, moderate, discernible, and worth um, uh, telling others about. So these are the, uh, okay. the, the things that uh, inspire me to, um, to become, uh, okay, vociferous, and as you said, prolific. I have... Uh, a few things to tell my audience that uh, they happen to be uh, not only different, but um, they have the power of uh, corrective, correcting what uh, uh, I hear being discussed um, uh, all over the place uh, without the questioning. Well, okay, so why do you think, why do you believe people have a sense, you know, right or wrong, that things are so complex that you well, know, things the, are exploding. That why do people feel these things, or at least talk about well, them as if they feel them? Then, well, I I don't know. Uh, obviously, these days, um, unlike uh, when I was a student, uh, because of the digital age uh, and because of communications uh, um, in every everybody's palm, you know, the uh, iPhone and uh, everybody uh, writes and publishes. Um, there's a lot more. Um, um, you know, chatter going on, and um, well, when that happens, uh, the road to the Tower of Babel is clear. In other words, the people who uh, who articulate uh, uh, things that sound scientific are are not really trained. And in addition, uh, even if they were trained, they do not take the time to um, uh, to understand for themselves uh, the meaning of the words they speak, and. Uh, so, yes, I belong to the older generation where, uh, where um, 
these particular topics had a very, very clear and crisp and uh, simple uh, definition. So this actually brings me to um, to my background. Um, I was trained um, 50 years ago uh, at MIT. All my degrees are from there. Uh, my uh, uh, specialty or the subject I uh, liked the most um, uh, back then was thermodynamics. Thermodynamics is um, everything uh, that has to do with uh, with a movement, a movement that comes from power, and the power comes from uh, burning fuels in machines or uh, or metabolism in uh, in animals. So uh, our fuel is, uh, uh, according to dynamics, the same as our food and uh, the food for animals. So you see, thermodynamics is uh, about everything, uh, and yes, it is about um, uh, everything that moves. And of course, when I look around, I see uh, everything moving, everything changing. <coughs> everything morphing and um, it took me uh, more than 30 years to um, to discover the aha that uh, what i was in fact uh, practicing as research in uh, uh, in the domain of uh, man-made, des- man-made designs is uh, 100% applicable to everything else that uh, flows and morphs uh, around me in nature the river basins the river deltas the um, uh, you know the the trees in the uh, in the garden, the animals uh, all over, swimming, running, and uh, flying, uh, all the way, of course, to our own vehicles, which uh, do the same thing as the animals, but at a on a bigger scale. I'm talking about um, aquatic and uh, terrestrial and uh, and um, air uh, traveling vehicles. Uh, so you see the uh, the evolution of a um, of a scientist is uh, is uh, no different than the evolution of um, of uh, everything. Uh, it is a um, a movie in which uh, what uh, worked in the past is kept, and to that, um, a new and a better uh, helpful constructs are added. And that's how the uh, school of uh, the book of science grows. But that is also how the um, the architectural river basin becomes better. Uh, how the uh, okay the horse uh, um, came to be a horse, uh, all the way to incidentally to how a racehorse gets to be better, and how a an athlete gets to be better, and how your car gets to be better from uh, one year to the next. That's the uh, the movie, the physics, the physics of evolution that um, uh, is the uh, the story that uh, I. Um, I tell these days, um, especially in the two books that uh, you mentioned and which I recommend to the listeners. Well, let's talk about that. So, what what are the physics of evolution, and you know, what what is what's the purpose of the goal of evolution if you look at it through the lens of physics? Well, okay. Well, the uh, the, the the facts, in other words, uh, the observations that uh, repeat themselves um, in the billions, are that um, first of all. <laughs> Uh, nothing moves on, unless it is driven. The driving comes from power. Uh, power comes from engines. Uh, nature is full of engines. I mentioned the animals. Of course, uh, those the engines made by people are very few and uh, uh, constructed very recently. But uh, the whole globe, think of the atmosphere. The atmosphere is uh, full of Earth-sized wheels uh, driven by um, the Earth as an engine. The Earth engine is driven by uh, 
heating from the sun and cooling uh, uh, by or to the cold uh, sky. And this engine uh, it produces immense power, which drives uh, all the things that move on Earth, uh, animate and inanimate. Uh, many of them we don't see. But all these movements, and by the way, movement uh, means everything that uh, that uh, changes or uh, location from here to there, not only the water or the clouds, but, um, okay, energy such as heat also flows from high to low, like everything else that flows. Um, there are other uh, uh, flows that um, the audience may not be familiar with. Uh, for example, the flow of um, of a substance or a chemical species from a region with high concentration to a region to a lower concentration. Okay, uh, the uh, the flow of humidity. You see, humid air uh, flows uh, 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 as best it can uh, from uh, high humidity to uh, to low humidity. Um, that's basically the uh, the uh, the name for evaporation or uh, drying or uh, uh, the role that um, that uh, vegetation has on the surface of Earth. It is that role is that of putting the uh, the uh, the water vapor back into the the wind, which is uh, the place where the rain came from. You know, so now so uh, the. Um, uh, so that's the the oneness of of nature. That's uh, uh, you know part of what I know and what I teach, which is called the thermodynamics. By the way, thermodynamics it's a um, made up word. And the first half uh, therme in Greek means heating, and dynamis in Greek means uh, uh, power. So uh, that's it, um, and everything is that. Now the movement that is uh, driven by this. Uh, uh, power, which is from a natural engine, one that just happened, um, that movement is uh, free to morph. It is free to morph. It doesn't uh, happen through pipes that uh, are uh, suspended in the sky. Uh, the uh, configuration of the winds and uh, the uh, river channels is uh, is not rigid. And um, so uh, this freedom is what uh, uh, Lies at the foundation of uh, of the uh, of the changes in the in the in the drawing. Uh, so there is no drawing, no design of uh, uh, what is out there with us in it. It is a movie. So evolution is a movie, uh, a cartoons, if you wish, or a uh, movie or a film of uh, animated uh, drawings. And um, this particular movie uh, has a tape that runs in one direction. It runs in the direction of providing greater greater access to the currents that flow. Um, I guess I, I think of uh, man-made things as closed systems, and nature seems to work well with open systems. You know, the Earth itself no, no, is an open no. system. No, 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 no. Uh, closed system, open system is um, part of the speech that um, needs to be checked before it is um, spoken. Um Closed systems are, um, uh, well, the concept of closed system is a, um, a, a useful uh, concept uh, when one uh, teaches the subject and one um, uh, asks, the student, stu asks the student to uh, solve uh, relatively simple problems. Um, they are, in nature, uh, everything is, is open. Closed system really means a, a, a bottle. Uh, with an impermeable wall, you see, 
Um, like an idealized system, but not reality. Yeah, well, yeah, correct. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, simplicity uh, uh, in the utmost. Um, so that's one uh, word I do not use. Uh, now, the system, uh, system is an important concept. System is uh, up to you, you the speaker. Uh, it is uh, the um, the entity, the uh, region and space uh, that you, with your mind, you have selected uh, for the purpose of uh, analysis or discussion. And you see, um, uh, it is at this point that um, confusion is born. But the system that is in your mind is not necessarily the system in the mind of the listener. So any any discussion uh, about uh, you know nature must begin with a um, crisp and unambiguous definition of the system that is being discussed. This is why I uh, insisted on, uh, okay, uh, deleting the word closed. Uh, all the systems have, um, uh, if you think of them as drawings, uh, meaning with boundaries, all of them have boundaries uh, across which uh, uh, currents are flowing, uh, currents of, uh, of a fluid or of gas or of solid or heat, um, not only that, but these uh, boundaries uh, can be moving in and out, meaning that uh, the system is uh, uh, possibly compressed or the system expands against its surroundings. Uh, there may be, um, you know, uh, uh, shafts that turn, um, that uh, penetrate this particular boundary, uh, or maybe there are pistons that push or pull uh, the position of the boundary, as uh, they do in uh, in the cylinders uh, fitted with pistons in uh, engines of uh, of our uh, our kind, but the animals, of course, do plenty of things of uh, of uh, pulling and pushing. If you watch uh, nature uh, films on TV, so that's uh, that's the kind of um, most general <coughs> system definition that um, that applies to well, as you um, to anything. Yeah, as you're talking, I'm thinking about you know the human body, so I'm sitting here and I'm breathing in and out and, you know, my body heat is escaping to the surroundings around me and, you know, I'm taking in air and you're right. I'm not a closed system. I'm interacting with the environment in, I guess, a lot of ways, you know, sweat is wicking off of me. I mean, all kinds of things are happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's right. That's a very good thing. Incidentally, you just, uh, you just announced uh, (laughs) the best, uh, uh, the best example or the best uh, instrument um, uh, for the audience. Uh, the listener should uh, put himself or herself in this discussion and think about uh, uh, his or her body uh, from uh, actually uh, 24 hours a day, uh, what the body does, what it goes through, <coughs> uh, obviously from ingesting to excreting and uh, uh, and how uh, here's another very important aspect of uh, the uh, the diurnal uh, life. It is uh, it is cyclical, meaning it has a rhythm. Uh, rhythm too. You mentioned uh, breathing. Breathing is a rhythm. Uh, it is a precise rhythm. Uh, it is uh, it is uh, amazingly precise. Uh, the inhaling time is uh, the same as the exhaling time. This, by the way, uh, through my work, is predictable. But this has been predicted because uh, I think I was the first one to ask the question of why is this so? It is so. uh, Now, you mentioned the word purpose. For the purpose of this uh, uh, animal uh, to to have uh, 
uh, oxygen uh, coming in and uh, CO2 going out uh, at the required rate, required by the size of the animal, but to happen in a um, in a thorax of a, of a minimal volume or minimal weight. Why minimal? Because uh, it is only when the uh, the baggage, meaning the actual body, is uh, light that the animal is a um, um, okay a competitive uh, mover uh, as a vehicle on uh, on the landscape. You see, the animal uh, obviously uses power to move, and uh, the uh, the lighter uh, the uh, meaning the smaller the baggage the better for the uh, movement, which means the survival of the animal. Uh, uh, use your imagination to, <laughs> to, to run away from predators or That's to get, yeah. get, get faster to the food. The finding food is a drag, uh, on and on and on. So uh, the, the, the so animal... What, what do you... Um, yeah. mm. I have a quick question here. Why do you say that, um, you know, life is simple? It seems... You know, when you think about just the human body, it seems unbelievably complex. It seems that, you know, life seems to do and want simple things, but the way that life well, functions the, itself seems the, to be incredibly complex. Uh, no, it's actually uh, not that complex. Um, the, um, the, um, the animal, here we're talking about mammals, the animal has one heart. The heart is a um, uh, precise uh, uh, fraction in size, fraction of the total body size. That fraction is the same in uh, the body of the cat and the body of the dog and the body of the mouse and the, uh, I mean, roughly speaking. The, so you see, that's uh, simplicity. Um, the, I'll give you more. Uh, I mentioned the uh, equality of the inhaling and exhaling times. Well, uh, the mouse has the same sort of uh, uh, surprise, uh, equality of uh, inhaling and exhaling, except that the frequency of uh, breathing in the mouse is uh, greater, meaning the mouse uh, uh, breathes uh, more frequently. Uh, and uh, the fact that uh, that should be the case, meaning the elephant should um, take uh, fewer breaths uh, per minute than, uh, than, uh, than a human, that is also part of the, the uh, predictable design. You see, um, every time one can predict from physics how nature should be, that is, in fact, a, uh, a, a proclamation of simplicity, not complication. Uh, the word complex, by the way, means uh, twisted together uh, beyond uh, recognition. That's uh, what the word means. And uh, the things that I'm uh, illustrating for you are things that are recognizable and easy to draw. Okay. Makes sense. So what, what surprises have you experienced, you know, maybe even recently in your research and in your thoughts? What uh, really amazes you or surprises you? Well, first of all, yeah, I actually came up with uh, many. Uh, I listed some already. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you more. Well, you, you, you talk about these things like no, you seem like a very no, no. relaxed, uh, happy-go-lucky yeah. person. You're like, eh, yeah, everything's yeah. simple and understandable. Yeah. Correct. That's uh, why I yeah, asked. Yeah, but uh, and I, and as I said, I'm going to give you um, uh, a few more examples. But what surprises me uh, is two things. First, that the people who hear or hear these things are surprised, as if they haven't really figured them out, and uh, that is that is a surprise. The other surprise is that uh, the more they hear me, the 
the more they tell me that they've uh, they've known these things all along. <laughs> okay, uh, that's uh, that's a science news for you. The first reaction, the first reaction actually is silence. Then there is this uh, uh, surprise, and then uh, there is the oh, you know, uh, the, everybody knew this, uh, so this is not new. Uh, in fact, all these uh, uh, stages of uh, of uh, response are uh, are a complement to uh, to the person who comes up with uh, these uh, unusual um, uh, predictions to questions that are not raised. Okay, so I gave you a few examples. Here are a few more. Um, the uh, the architecture of the botanical tree from uh, the root to the trunk and then the canopy and then to the uh, to the forest itself. Uh, all those things, those drawings, are predictable from um, from from the physics. And in fact, I didn't finish what uh, the punchline of the physics, which is that uh, in this movie of uh, uh, design evolution, the movie tape is rolling in one direction. The direction is uh, toward uh, drawings that offer greater access. Uh, this is the uh, the recipe for uh, for discovering the drawing, actually. The direction of the tape is the, is the time arrow, the direction in which time itself is uh, is uh, changing. And this statement that there is direction to the movie tape is the constructor law. The constructor law accounts for the uh, universal phenomenon of physics uh, called of, of evolution. Of evolution, and um, so uh, and before this particular. Uh, uh, law of physics, there was no uh, place for evolution itself in physics. In fact, there was no place in physics even for the concept of design. In other words, the uh, the concept of a uh, uh, geometric uh, image with purpose, uh, an image that happens naturally, you see, um, that is the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the event in physics that uh, you and I are discussing now. Anyway, Are you saying that, that things happen naturally because they have a purpose or they were purposed to be that way? Uh, no, uh, they happen naturally because they they belong in nature. Okay, nature is uh, uh, nature is what it is, but uh, the uh, knowledge or the science of nature is called physics. This is a, a neologism from Greek. Uh, 150 years ago, up to 150 years ago, it was called natural science. And um, uh, in Greek, that uh, word uh, uh, is thesis, which means uh, everything that is. Uh, now, Latin, which was uh, contemporary with the Greek, uh, the word is natura. Natura uh, literally means, uh, it's feminine. Natura means she who gives birth to everything. There you have it. Um, oh, incidentally, since we're now into uh, the origin of words, uh, the word evolution uh, comes from uh, from uh, the same period, uh, you know, antiquity, uh, science, uh, more than 2,000 years ago. Evolution mm. uh, comes from a Latin verb, evolvo, evolvere, which means to roll out, to roll forth. Uh, when I speak those words, I think mm. of what uh, natura, she who gives birth to everything, does. You understand? In other words, yeah. evolution, yeah. evolution, is uh, is a word in every language of Western civilization, and it is not something that was invented or coined by Darwin. You see, 
Now, if mm. to appreciate the evolution, in other words, the direction of the movie tape, uh, think of the opposite uh, direction, which is to roll, roll back. Uh, that is, uh, of course, uh, the mother of uh, uh, recoil, as in revolver, you see. And um, that is not what's happening, okay? <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow is going to be different than today. This is, uh, this is the direction and uh, purpose or the law of purpose or the law of evolution, which is the constructive law, uh, guarantees that, um, that uh, the future will be different than the past. Um, it's actually an important uh, observation that I just made because there are lots of, uh, you know, uh, let's say, uh, uh, people who, uh, who uh, think uh, about the good old days all the way to uh, primitive man, uh, good old days that uh, would be much better to live under than uh, what we have today or what will, have, will, be, what will be tomorrow. So there you have the, uh, the even bigger implications of the discussion that uh, we're having. Mm. But let me get back to my list of uh, things that uh, answers, unexpected answers that um, I think uh, have, um, have uh, entertained my, uh, my audience. I mean, entertain the people who read my my work. So, uh, yes, I predicted the the architecture of the botanical tree without looking out from my window. In other words, I have an idea, I make a drawing, and uh, to me, not a, not surprisingly, my drawing looks like uh, people's uh, drawings in uh, um, textbooks of uh, uh, of uh, you know uh, uh, botany. Okay. Uh, same with uh, with animal design. Uh, animal design, uh, the one that uh, fascinates us is uh, is animals moving. By the way, a stationary animal is also full of flows. Uh, the uh, the oyster and so on. It's actually uh, a system uh, flowing, uh, breathing, all of this. But in uh, the animals, for example, mammals um, are uh, have locomotion. They are uh, running, swimming, flying. Well, uh, those are rhythmic, rhythmic uh, motions that uh, are entirely mm-hmm. predictable. Um, and also predictable is the fact that uh, the speeds of these uh, bodies uh, um, uh, scale in a in a predictable way with a, with the body size. The, uh, the, uh, the 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 frequency, meaning the leg stride, the uh, the frequency of the wings flapping, and also the frequency of the fish tailing. Uh, these are predictable. Uh, they depend on body size. Um, I, um, along the way, when it comes to the uh, constructal uh, law applied to animal locomotion, uh, I discovered that uh, contrary to common knowledge, uh, gravity matters to the fish. People think that the fish is uh, neutrally buoyant. You know, in other words, the fish is where it uh, lives, uh, lives effortlessly. Uh, well, uh, that happens to be true when the fish is uh, asleep. But uh, if the fish is um, moving um, uh, in one direction, which means horizontally on Earth, uh, underwater, but horizontally on Earth, the fish has to lift the water that's in front of it. And, um, and that means that the fish, just like the runner and the flyer, is a weight lifter. So this is a big thing because uh, when it comes to animal locomotion, it uh, makes... Uh, uh, the fish uh, the same as the runner and the flyer, but also it explains why the runner 
in rising from uh, from uh, water to be on land uh, is uh, <laughs> like the fish, and why both the fish and the runner in rising into the air um, are in fact uh, the parents of the flyer. Uh, so now you see that with 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 a law of physics, one uh, uh, cannot help it but become a uh, person who sees um, oneness oneness in nature as opposed to blinding complexity. Okay, another discovery I made is why uh, people unwittingly are attracted to drawings uh, that are uh, rectangles shaped as the golden ratio rectangles, uh, like the business card. Mm. Business card has a uh, uh, vertical direction that's uh, two-thirds of the horizontal direction, just like the uh, computer screen and the movie screen and the paragraphs in a well-laid-out uh, book. And um, and uh, like all the flags in the world, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. So I, uh, I, I uh, again, by accident, in fact, um, anyway, there's a story goes with that. Uh, it occurred to me that all these shapes uh, are preferred by everybody uh, because <laughs> these shapes are the easiest uh, to be scanned. In other words, scanned the fastest with the two human eyes. The two human eyes, which are... Uh, uh, aligned on the horizontal, uh, as if the world is flat, you see. And uh, the positioning of the eyes is, uh, makes it such that the scanning, in this case we have two, two scanners, uh, left eye, right eye, um, they uh, conspire to, uh, to guide the uh, human choice uh, uh, such that uh, the things that we, we come up with are, uh, and use everywhere are shaped this way. Well, not everything. Uh, there are some things that uh, are shaped uh, differently, uh, like hanging ribbons, but those are very few compared with uh, everything else that, uh, that uh, we attach to, attach to ourselves um, in order to read them. Uh, another thing that uh, I discovered from uh, the physics of uh, evolution is... Uh, the fact that everything that spreads on Earth or is collected on Earth uh, has a history shaped as, as an S-curve. Uh, think of, uh, uh, okay, uh, spilling a bucket of water on, uh, on soft ground. The uh, wetted area grows uh, initially, uh, well, it grows in time, yes, uh, but initially it grows in a, in a um, accelerating fashion as the water first... Uh, uh, invades the territory through uh, uh, its own uh, fingers or river channels. And then later, the uh, dry uh, interstices between the fingers become wet as uh, water uh, diffuses uh, from the channels uh, into the dry uh, areas. So uh, so the, if, you, if you plot this particular uh, uh, wet uh, area versus time, that curve is one that uh, rises initially slow, then fast, and then slow again. The, um, the upper portion is uh, also known in economics as diminishing returns, as in, um, in the sales of a particular gadget, uh, say iPhone, originally uh, uh, displaying a test curve, and then when the, uh, uh, the uh, gadget is not uh, new anymore, then, uh, yes, sales continue to increase, but uh, slower and slower. It's the same with the spreading of news. Right. Uh, 
In fact, uh, you can, uh, I'm sure you uh, take this podcast and you can plot uh, the number of uh, uh, viewings uh, per, uh, versus time and you will uh, discover an S-curve, a better podcast. That's true. Like, yeah. a, like a better iPhone will have an S-curve that uh, rises to be taller before it reaches its ceiling, you see. So this this phenomenon, which is universal, um, is um, a manifestation of the uh, constructive law of uh, evolution everywhere. It's not only about spreading things. It is equally um, uh, applicable or uh, in, in, uh, responsible for uh, collecting things like uh, mining or uh, oil extraction. The, uh, the uh, architecture of galleries and... Uh, uh, wells underground is the one that over the years has been growing in uh, arborescent fashion. Uh, that's one thing. The architecture is the one that's uh, invading the volume and the volume invaded by it uh, is uh, growing over time in S-curve fashion. This is why uh, mines and oil uh, uh, extraction sites uh, reach uh, the uh, realm of diminishing returns and why uh, production eventually stops. It is not that uh, they run out of uh, 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 these minerals. It is that the production rate is no longer uh, high enough, to, meaning growing in time um, uh, fast enough to, uh, uh, to be competitive with other uh, uh, you know, uh, economic opportunities that uh, that compete. Uh, so how about, the, um, how about the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule? That seems to be everywhere in nature. Yeah, that too, by the way. It's funny, I made a list, but uh, there are so many of these that I didn't have, uh, didn't occur to me to put it on the list. That's right. This is one of my, my most recent uh, discoveries is that uh, that um, hierarchy, uh, well, wealth hierarchy, uh, many people call that the inequality, is uh, is a um, uh, it's physics, in other words, unavoidable. And uh, the uh, so I published this uh, uh, two years ago, and uh, I published several papers, but uh, this was uh, two years ago, which was in fact uh, after right after the physics of life. Uh, the book to the physics of life, but in the physics of life, I show the the uh, seed of the idea, which is that um, that uh, first of all the um, uh, as I said earlier, um, things move because uh, they are driven uh, driven by power for burning fuels. Uh, okay, so movement is proportional to fuel consumption. Now the movement. If you look at the map of everything that moves, uh, for example, uh, uh, freight uh, moving on all these uh, streets, uh, avenues, and highways, or uh, uh, air traffic, or you name it, uh, railroads, that movement is uh, arborescent. It is uh, tree-shaped because everything that moves moves uh, connects one point to an area, uh, or an area to one point, and the uh, the drawing that um, that is uh, the most uh, facilitating for this movement is tree-shaped. So let me review now. Um, movement comes from fuel consumed. The movement is is uh, tree-shaped. Uh, in uh, the physics of life, I showed that the uh, fuel consumed annually by any group, 
country or continent or group of countries, the fuel consumed annual is proportional to the gross domestic product, which means the GDP or wealth. So fuel consumed is proportional to wealth. Fuel consumed is a movement. The movement is hierarchical. And bingo, that means that <laughs> the same physics um, means that the, uh, the wealth is distributed hierarchically uh, on the same territory. And so if you know the trees, which come from the movement, which is, of course, uh, predictable, not only visible, then you discover that the hierarchy should be um, uh, in such a way that uh, Pareto was right. But Pareto was describing, he was not predicting, you see. So uh, the uh, existence of hierarchy in, uh, in, um, in um, economics is yet another manifestation of the law of physics of evolution everywhere. Now, uh, the reason why our discussion is important, and I thank you for bringing up uh, uh, the uh, economic uh, hierarchy, is that uh, <laughs> there is no topic more important uh, uh, at any point in uh, human history than this. You know, inequality, hierarchy, uh, the urge to... Uh, well, to tweak uh, this particular phenomenon so that it is not uh, dangerous for um, for the people who belong in society. That's the um, the. Um, well, it tells you that if you try reason. to tweak it, things will probably go back to the way they were, no matter what you do. You know, I correct, idea, of course, i.e., yeah, taking from the rich. And... Uh, well, uh, that is uh, what uh, that is nature itself. Uh, uh, tweaking maybe. Uh, it is actually uh, uh, the uh, act of, well, let's say, good intentions, perhaps, but uh, nature uh, eventually wins. We saw this with uh, the Katrina disaster in New Orleans, uh, uh, tweaking the uh, the direction and uh, dimension of the Mississippi uh, with the rigid barriers that were not maintained, uh, eventually um, uh was disastrous. We see this everywhere. Uh, well, especially in uh, in uh, wealth uh, uh, redistribution. Um, um, now, uh, I lived my first 20 years under communism, and uh, that was a, uh, 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 a social organization, an economic system, uh, uh, openly devoted to equality. And uh, there was no such thing. Uh, overnight, uh, the uh, the uh, equal became hierarchical, except that uh, over the same night, the hierarchy was a lot uh, a lot uh, sharper and uh, with its peak invisible uh, than uh, than before. Take a look mm -hmm. at North Korea today. North Korea today is uh, is uh, democratic democratic only in name. Uh, you have no idea. Nobody knows. Everybody, of course, is uh, quasi-equal, except for the peak that is uh, uh, not only beyond reach but beyond visibility. Mm. That's the way. That's the way uh, nature. Nature always, uh, always wins. You can always count on that. <laughs> this is why it's important to know physics. It's important to know physics, uh, so that uh, so that you know you, you know how to predict the future. And that means so that you know what to do in order to live better tomorrow. And also important to know what not to do in order to live better tomorrow. 
So what is the uh, what is the long term implication? You know, where is everything heading in your estimation? Since you said it's you know well, going in one the, direction. Uh, we are uh, I, uh, well. Uh, everything is heading toward uh, through this evolutionary design of uh, movement uh, driven by power. From uh, obviously, uh, I mentioned the uh, the sources. I won't re- I will not repeat. Uh, that movement is um, uh, predictably uh, uh, becoming more and more enhanced. Uh, however, the uh, enhancing is living its own. Uh, S-curve history. In other words, it is uh, heading toward a slowdown, um, and uh, and the reason for that, uh, again, it's documented in the physics of that, is that uh, the uh, the uh, advanced uh, uh, societies in which we live, especially here in the West, and the high uh, standard of living we're enjoying, uh, this S-curve to which I referred, of growth. Uh, all these things are the result of the uh, uh, discovery of uh, power from fuels in uh, human-made machines. Before uh, before the steam engine, um, our uh, predecessors had discovered the power from machines uh, uh, as well, uh, from waterfalls and from uh, windmills. Uh, imagine the, those wonderful paintings from Holland. Um, and those are actually uh, great ideas, great uh, 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 jolts forward in comparison with uh, uh, our older uh, predecessors in antiquity who discovered uh, uh, slavery, see, slavery and, uh, and uh, beasts of burden, you know, the horse and the ox. Right. So imagine every single uh, machine in, uh, in the beginning, these are uh, animal. Uh, most recent, um, uh, the steam engine, the internal combustion, and all the other uh, engines that uh, uh, propel us uh, by burning fuels, uh, all, every single one has uh, set the, uh, the human uh, uh, civilization in motion more and more, and, uh, and none uh, more effectively more, or more uh, voluminously than, uh, than uh, the uh, the engines of the Industrial Revolution. And now, uh, I, I, I read the news, I have not seen, uh, uh, never mind this uh, thing with communications and uh, all sorts of other you know, items in the news, uh, all led to cosmology. I have not seen anything more monumental uh, or more influential for uh, human movement than what happened with, uh, the likes of, from the likes of James Watt 200 years ago. And that is why there is the S curve of uh, human movement on the planet is uh, is heading toward its uh, plateau of diminishing returns. Uh, we see this uh, uh, plateauing out in the uh, uh, GDPs of uh, highly advanced countries, um, all of them, including the U.S., and more, most notably in Western Europe. Um, we don't see it yet in the S curves of uh, the uh, Currently developing countries, you know those examples from uh, from uh, China to India and Brazil, but they all, of course, these growths are all, uh, uh, in fact, uh, babies of uh, of the industrial revolution, and uh, but all S curves uh, will be S curves, meaning they will be uh, uh, tending toward their uh, their ceilings, and so that's the future. The future will be that of a uh, okay. Uh, advanced uh, uh, 
global uh, organization that is, in fact, uh, closer and closer to an equilibrium of um, not equilibrium. There's no such thing, but uh, a um, an architecture that uh, uh, would easily be confused with one that's not evolving anymore. So, okay, you forced me to make a prediction. Uh, unfortunately for me, I will not uh, live long enough to. Uh, to uh, receive applause for this prediction, okay? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Adrian, we're we're almost out of time, but um, I could say that yeah. the things you've discovered and thought about, you know, a lot of people could say, oh, they're obvious or they're common sense, but I know in my own life, a lot of the greatest things that I've figured out, sure, you could say they're obvious or they're common sense, but until you experience them yourself, maybe that's why people don't think about them or seem to think about them or just pass them off as common sense or obvious. But, you know, when you experience something like that, it's, uh, it does change you and affect you. It's like a great truth. I think the great truths are really powerful to experience. So, well, good things. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. By the way, since you have, if you have another minute, um, I will uh, sure. add, I'll add um, um, a couple, uh, I mean, two more things. Uh, what you said is very true. The um, for, for the listener, what's, uh, very important is to, uh, frankly, <laughs> to do what I do unwittingly, which is to ask questions, to question authority, to say, hey, listen, uh, define uh, the meaning of your words, such as system, okay, or um, what do you mean by uh, complexity? Uh, I have a whole list of these uh, words that uh, um, sound uh, well understood when, in fact, they are misused. Uh, so that's one thing. And this sort of teaching, the, 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 not only to teach, uh, in my case, I teach students, to uh, teach them to question, but to reward them for their ability to stand up and speak out and, uh, and question. I mean, that sort of thing is worth, um, worth uh, propagating. Uh, the other thing, uh, because you asked me in the writing to tell you why, um, why, what are the benefits of, uh, of uh, the kind of work that I do, uh, well, I did say uh, the benefit is I can predict the future better and better. Well, uh, I can predict actually the evolution of the technologies. Uh, in fact, I have published the evolution of airplanes, um, not only uh, the past, but also the future, uh, the evolution of helicopters. Uh, th these are big, big things, very useful to know, very valuable to know uh, how to make uh, the... Uh, the drawing for the new airplane model um, uh, in, a, in such a way that you do not start uh, from scratch. I can, I can tell anybody, I can tell, in fact, I published uh, what the uh, drawing should have as its main features um, next time somebody sits down to make it. Uh, I can tell you, for example, that the drawing should have a fuselage that's uh, almost the same length as the wingspan. Or that uh, in a helicopter, the uh, the uh, fuselage length of the helicopter should be the same as the rotor diameter. Uh, now, the listener may take these um, these uh, statements of mine as obvious because uh, current designs look that way. Except that I did not look at anything. I predicted these uh, these features from the principle, and since the principle is a law of physics, it means that. Uh, Tomorrow and in ten years from now, the the new models will in fact be uh, okay. Evolve the specimens of uh, 
of uh, the same uh, uh, animal species. The animal species that I'm discussing here is the human and machine species because uh, the airplane is uh, uh, present uh, because of people. People in the airplane gotcha. uh, are, the, uh, are the live uh, system that the airplane is. Uh, All right, well, Adrian, we're, um, you know, unfortunately, we're out of time. So last question very quick. What, what are, um, so we can get your books on Amazon, and what are other ways to find out uh, where you publish? Just look you up by name? Yeah, right. The best way is to, uh, first of all, on Amazon, yes, that's where the uh, my books are uh, available. And, uh, um, in fact, uh, I would really appreciate if the, the listeners uh, will do that. Uh, <laughs> they are not expensive. Um, the other way to find news about me is to uh, to, to Google my name or to uh, simply write to me. Uh, my email address is on the Duke uh, website, and I'm easy uh, to find. I'm not uh, I'm not hiding. <laughs> well, that's great, Adrian. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast, and I appreciate it. Thank you, Richard. All the best. Bye bye. You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. Thank you.